Welcome to Leadership Sucks. I'm Eric Marsh from Clifton Consulting. Join me and my co-founders Adam Wozniak and Teresa Nguyen as we dive into the raw realities of leadership. Whether it's leading people or making organizational decisions, leadership can be pretty thankless. But when you do it right, it can be pretty rewarding as well. We're all happy to have you here. Let's get to it. Um, hey everyone, welcome for joining. Welcome for joining us. That's not how you start things at all. <laughs> welcome. You're welcome hey, for joining yeah. us today. Yeah, really, eh? Um, hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Waz, T, here again. This is great. Hi. Hello. Episode two. Episode two, yeah. Um, so it's getting to be that time of year. We're not talking about Christmas. We're talking about year-end reviews. And I don't know about you guys, where you land on the whole uh, feelings around that. But uh, for me, like, they can be brutal. I always hated them, whether it was on the receiving end, the giving end. I just don't like that whole performance review time period. It's not my jam. We are on polar opposites. We are on polar opposites. You love judging people. That's your your thing. Really? I love doing them really well. (laughs) Okay. All right. That's all right. That's all right. Do you, mm-hmm. where you, where you, where you, do you, wait, does he like giving or this... receiving? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so many sex jokes. <laughs> so what was your question, Rish? Well, if we've established that I hate performance review season, Waz loves it. And we've, we've got a bit of a spectrum here. Where, who are you closer to on this, uh, this spectrum? I have no strong opinions. Smack in the, well, happens. isn't that convenient? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's that a doesn't time. make for good podcast material. Like, <laughs> you need to take a hard stance. Well, okay. How about how's and this? Sometimes it to the death. I love making money. So, so if you have a good performance review, review time yeah, usually means I make money, and then so it can be great. And I've never not made money. So, oh, I've always a good been streak, a eh? high performer. Look at you go! Look at you go! <laughs> That's great. Um, one of the reasons I also don't, don't love the, the whole kind of season about it is, um, I think like it's a stressful time for, for leads, whether again, like whether Mm. they're stressed because of what they might, uh, get from their own lead or they're stressed about giving performance reviews, or even just like, if you ask any lead kind of like, there's usually like a couple week period where everyone's, you know, reviews are due and it's like, you know, Hey, how's it going? What are you up to? And everyone's just like, Oh man, like I gotta get my reviews in like stressed you know what i mean they're they're just yeah. it seems like all of the actual work is kind of put to the side no one's like stoked on whatever the project they're working on it's it's just like uh, i have to i have to perform this task that's you know pain in my ass I guess it's also like right around the holiday break typically and so yeah. you're just like people are winding down yeah it's, it's a just stressful like, time yeah not the right time maybe for adding that to do on the list, you know, get it done yeah, for December, whatever, third. True enough, true enough. But, you know, and on top of that, you also got the stress of actually like giving the reviews and, and yeah. kind of uh, what goes with that. And I find that that can be uh, fodder for some horror stories. And, you know, you ask, mm-hmm. uh, you kind of, you know, I have a couple of drinks and you're kind of comparing war stories with other leads. Uh, I, I find there's like a strong correlation between like performance reviews and hard conversations and, and, things blowing up, uh, you know what I mean? A lot of those kind of, uh, ugly stories could kind of, uh, correspond to that. So like, I'm, I'm curious, uh, looking at the two of you, like, have you had any of those, those horror stories when it comes to, uh, performance reviews? Nothing hmm. too like, nothing that makes for good, like a good story. I would say Ugh. like all, all, all pretty vanilla, honestly. Um, and if T was rated high all the time and, and, you know, you got questions for her boss, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't pass the sniff test as Waz would say. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, my, my thoughts, like to me, I would, uh, really try and stress the importance of performance reviews with my leads, um, in terms of don't be late, get them in on time. Um, and also like, how to do it effectively, right? And it's one of the most meaningful conversations you're going to have. This was always my approach too. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, someone said to me once, I think, think there was a time where like a lot of people were late. It kind of builds off of your point, Marsh, around like it's that add-on 
right? right? And a lot of people didn't get their submitted on time. And so the deadlines had to be like reopened up because the tool will often lock. Um, and I just remember thinking and having conversations around like, how could people not get it? Done, how could you miss right? this? Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. It's one of the most important things you can be doing as a lead. Um, and, and you miss the boat essentially. So, um, that always, I guess, was maybe a catalyst for my, my headspace around uh, performance reviews and a, head, mm -hmm. a, a mindset I had in recent years was always like, I want my people coming out of those reviews thinking like that was the best performance review I've ever had. Right, 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 right. Right. So that's how I would go into it. And and so to do that, like I'm not winging it. Uh, there's a lot of prep that goes into it, um, which you know, is hard, but again, it's, you, you find the time, you make the time to, to do the important work and, and prioritize it effectively. So I would go into those reviews, like some of the, off the top of my head, things that we would look at, um, you know, where, what was their review last year? What's their review this year? Let's go over the, you know, the company definition of what that review right. means. Let's go over some 360 like feedback from their peers or reports or, and how does that uh, align to what with, what I've been saying and like, let's go over their self evaluation, self reflection, right? So all of those are things that have to happen before the review, which are all again, adding to the the plate. Um, yeah, yeah. But all of those things make for a much a better conversation, right? Uh, at yeah. the end of the day, and what makes for the most the most important thing a part of uh, those conversations, like is like, there's there should be absolutely no surprise in that conversation in terms of 100%. like, well, this is you haven't been trending in a very positive way. Um, I'm rating you negative and you won't be getting a raise this year. Right. And, and like, it's just like the first time they've been hearing what? that. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. Yeah. So uh, that, that would be a horrible thing. So that's, that's my two cents on it in terms of like, it absolutely has to be something prioritized um, by you and by your, your leads. Um, if you have leads reporting to you and making that clear to them, Right, right, right. And there's a lot of know, a lot of ways you can do that. I want to know why you like performance review time. I mean, everything you said obviously makes sense. Is but how, why why it's do you like it? <laughs> it's your I time to shine. It is a bit of like I, like there kind of is some time to shine. I think, um, but like you know, shine for who? Shine for what? Like when you have a an a, an actual tool that kind of like documents your review. I was always writing those reviews for like, who's their next lead going to be and what do they need to know and hear mm -hmm. about? So I wasn't writing it for me. I was writing it for this, like, this is their lead and might not be me right. at the next performance review. Um, and so I would like, you, I would see it as, yeah, yeah. You're seeing it as a way to take care of your people, make sure they're looked after and they're, you, you know, any handoffs would be good and, and they're on the same page. That's, that's super positive. How many times do you, get those handoffs or those notes from somebody and they basically tell you nothing right around how that person is <laughs> yeah. performing and where well, they are at. Um, the, yeah. the whole time you're saying this, this is exactly what I'm thinking because I had, you're going, you went very vanilla with your takes on yeah. performance, performance reviews and all that. <laughs> I'll get, I'll give some spice. Um, I, I, I think like going back to that conversation and like you did a really good job of framing you know, preparation really mm -hmm. makes for like a, a, a productive conversation and one that everybody can walk away from feeling like they, they got something valuable um, and feeling also, I think like you didn't say it exactly in this way, but you know, like whatever decision you made was well-founded because I think that that's part of the whole, again, challenging times of, of performance reviews or, or anything like that is, this is the judgment piece. And, and like anytime you're being judged, that, that can be an uncomfortable moment. Some people, for some people more than others. But if you can mm -hmm. show, like, you know, you mentioned the 360 feedback, peer reviews and all that stuff. If you're coming to them, you're saying like, hey, look, this is this is what's informing my opinion, whether it's positive or negative. It's something that the person can actually like take hold of and be like, OK, this, this, that's great. I feel good about it. Whereas like right. I've been in situations, even when it's a positive review and someone's telling you like, hey, Marsh, great work. Keep doing what you're doing. You're kind of like, OK, boss, cool. And then like, <laughs> you know, you close the hangout and you're like. But like, what am I doing well? Because I don't feel that necessarily. And I'm glad you think that things are going well, but I, I really don't know what to keep on keeping on with because mm. you gave me nothing specific. And you know what I mean? Like you can kind of have that seed of doubt, like 
based on what? You know what I mean? So I love what you said about the preparation piece, but mm-hmm. get to the spicy story. This is this is yeah. one of my first experiences leading leads. And it was exactly a transition time. Like you, you mentioned those sort of handoffs. And as it happened, it was, uh, I took over a team, team of leads. They were my peers. I worked with them. I knew them all well. Um, but it took over like after the, uh, our, our former lead, lead had actually made all the decisions. So they were the one who, who chose you sort of like, what's their impact category and what sort of, you know, what their comp was going to be and all that stuff. But you know, then they, you send it up the line and finance gives their stamps on it and all that shit. And I had to have the conversation with people and I talked to my lead, but I was, you know, excited at the new gig. I probably like skimmed over that conversation a little bit if I'm, you know, I'll take some ownership there. And there was a doc <laughs> passed over, but you know, I mean, each person, there's like a little, like couple sentence sort of like summary of what informed the decision and what feedback they might have for their reviews. And I also, I knew all these people cause they're my peers. So I'm, I, I really wasn't sweating it going in. And most of them were, I kind of think there's any that were like bad or, you know, spicy or I was anticipating any sort of pushback or anybody like having some sort of a uh, problem with, with the rating. I, w- yeah, I wasn't expecting a whole lot. I thought these would be kind of easy conversations. And I go into one of the conversations and, and if I remember correctly, I don't think it wasn't a critical review. It wasn't like I was telling the person they sucked and they're, you know, going to be fired yeah. or anything like that. Right. Um, but in the sort of like part of the feedback that I was saying to like, Hey, maybe you want to focus on this and work on this in the future. I, I, I don't know if the word was written differently in the doc than that person had heard before. Um, uh, or if I used a slightly different word, but I wish I could remember exactly what the word was, but it was one of those things where like, I used the, like I, I described feedback that they had gotten previously, but I described it in a slightly different way. And it hit them in this place where they were just like, I've, I've, what do you mean? That's that. Like, I've, I've never heard that before. Like, right. What, what is this? And I'm sitting there like, uh, and I tried to like, (laughs) Oh, totally. Oh fuck moment. And I'm sitting there like trying to recover and I'm trying to like justify and talk myself through it for a while. And, and you know, they were getting upset and, and there's, you know, because these are like big, like uh, high emotion conversations and like, it doesn't take much to kind of tip it the wrong way. And once that ships off, you know, off the sea, you're, pretty tough reeling it back in. So eventually it went on. I, I really had to follow my sword and just be like, look, I'm going to be honest. Like this is the information I got. Uh, this is how we relay it. Like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, you know, based on what I've seen, yeah. this, this seems to make sense and all this kind of stuff. Like, let's not get too caught up in semantics. And like, I'm sorry if I hit some sort of chord here and this is a really weird start to our working relationship you know what i mean but it was like just such an in, a moment of going back to wise where you're talking about preparation and making sure that it's not the first time they're hearing something and all that yeah. kind of stuff it was just like and you know in very innocent ways to be honest it just like it it missed a lot of those really critical key things where it's like okay this is disaster zone and it was that, that, oh. that rings a bell rings a bell of like oh, okay i have i went through that exact similar situation where it's like way back in the day so i don't think anything was really like i didn't even have the notes probably from the person and it was probably <laughs> right, like right, they right. were on vacation and so i'm just like doing performance reviews you know kind of like wild wild west days if you will but uh what i relayed was kind of like the perception that I had from conversations with their lead and that kind of like dialogue Mm. and word choice lead to lead can be very different from what that person had maybe been telling their report. Right. So again, I, I used like a word choice and and a framing that like, just like put them on the back foot of like, what the, I have never, never heard it, my performance talked to like this before. And I'm like, well, this is what I heard, you know? And it's like, it was probably the same sort of situation <laughs> where it was like, it was one word. But I think like uh, in your case, there's a real uh, point to be made around like that context. And I think as like, uh, as the report, as the person receiving said performance review, like you need to be able to accept the situation the lead is in. And like, look, like, I don't have oh, yeah, much yeah. to go on and much to give you. This is what, so like, it shouldn't be held against you and like you're setting, uh, you know, moving forward. Right. It's like, not, yeah. not the past. Let's not focus on the past. I'm your new lead moving forward. You know, we're, we're going to navigate this together. And like, they, they need to be able to uh, 
understand and contextualize yeah. this and not get hung up on. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, a, it was a really early, um, example or, or learning, um, opportunity for me where like when you come into a leadership position, like, like I said, for me, it was the first time I was leading leads. And there's that, like, I think anytime you right. go into a new role, like there's a natural feeling, like you have to know everything, like you have to like, you know, present things in a way like, you don't, you don't, you want to be kind of the authority figure on, on whatever it is. And I think like it, it could be so natural. You don't even realize you're doing it. You're not doing it on purpose, but in that moment, it, it's like in hindsight, like looking at it, or if I was coaching somebody who was going into a conversation that like kind of mirrored this, if they say, oh, you know, Marsh, what, what, how should I approach this? Like I, I would do it totally differently where I would be sitting there and, and be a full acknowledgement of the scenario of the situation. I'd go into that and I would say, Hey, you know what? We've worked together as peers for a long time. I, I, I do have, you know, opinions of your work and stuff like that. I, you know, I think it's X, Y, Z, but like what I'd be really interested in is getting their take first, you know what I mean? And opening up to them and kind of to your point wise, like being able nice. to accept it, but also being able to participate in it. And especially in a situation where, okay, I'm taking over. I've been in the lead for a week. You know what I mean? I go in like cards on the table. Okay. Cards on the table. I've got some notes from, from our past lead. Um, and I, I, you know, I've, I can give you my feedback based on what I've seen as a peer, but what I'm, what I want to start with is like, how do you think things went? You know, do you think this has been a good, you know, for the last six months or whatever that time period is, what's been going well, what's not been going well. And I think like just approaching it from that way would have been so much more collaborative, so much more like you would have, completely sidestep the the chance that you're giving some sort of feedback in this authoritarian sort of way of like i have decreed that this is the thing and you know what i mean like here's my opinion of you and like it wasn't that set in stone for me you know what i mean but so hindsight's obviously 2020 and all that stuff but it's it it was a really interesting thing to reflect on and be like you know what went wrong if there was stuff in terms of my preparation and, and like it was some learning opportunities around like okay, like, even if I think these conversations might go easily, they might, you know, the person on the other end might be thinking something completely different. And I need to be respectful of that and prepare accordingly and and not take anything for granted. And, you know, everything you said right off the hop with, you know, it's not just a one conversation thing. It's something that should be said over time. But also that collaboration piece, like it was, you know, it was in a way it was a it was a really awkward thing to sit through, to be totally honest. And I was happy that later on, uh, me and this person could laugh about it. Um, That's but, good. you know, it kind of, you know, luckily it wasn't like some defining moment for them where everything went off the rails, um, mm-hmm. or me for that matter. But, um, yeah, it was awkward okay, to go wanna, through, but I want to share good my learning, story you know? now. I want to share my story now because I think go, it moves off yours <clears throat> very, very nicely. So, um, my story of a bad performance review would be this one time I didn't like the raise that I got. <laughs> so I you had got a raise. I got, I always was got a raise. I was, yeah, I always got a raise, but it We've wasn't as much as. already established. He's yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm perfect in every way. Got it. <laughs> so it wasn't as much as I wanted. And so I made a stink about it. And I was like, I know that the, like the benchmark oh, no, or whatever could have been this. And then you only gave me this. I want this. Go and fix that right now. And my boss at the time was like, okay, now, now, Nguyen, like, you've done great work. And, you know, this is, this is what, you know, I have to give you. And now that I know that this is your expectation, you know, yada, 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 yada. And we, we talked through it and all that. But I think what it highlights is um, a strength of mine that I think, you know, this is just like a further reinforcement of why I think this is such a good skill is managing up. So I think one of the reasons why my performance reviews were always met with like, well, sure, whatever, from my point of view, it was because I always knew what I was going to get out of those meetings. It was never like... Transparency. Yeah. You never, like you guys call it year-end review, but in the world that I lived in, performance reviews happened at any point in time. Compensation could also happen at any point in time. There wasn't a real structure to it, Um, but I always made it very clear what my goals were in terms of my salary, what my goals were and my expectations were in terms of my work, the value that I was adding, my expectation for like, if something's not good or if there's something I can improve on because I want this much money, you need Mm -hmm. to tell me ASAP because if I don't make my raise, it's your fault as the lead for not having told me early enough for me to 
navigate. And that is Love how that. I all treated all my managers. And that is how I also treated the people that reported to me was I just made it very clear. I'm like, you have to tell me I'm not like, I'm mm-hmm. not a mind reader. I'm also not a good mind reader. So <laughs> like, tell me what you want. Tell me how much you want to make. Tell me how you want to be rewarded. Tell me how you want feedback so that, you know, if you want your, your feedback in a shit sandwich or a compliment sandwich, like, cool. I need to know that so that when I tell you right. things, um, the performance reviews can happen all the time versus in this one meeting, which is then high stakes, high impact, right. when it has so no up. need like, to oh, be. a big surprise. Right? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> already, like, look, I had great reviews. I had good raises. And I still have, like, a story where I'm, like, to this day remembering. And it must have been maybe 12-something years ago. Right, right. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> I love that piece though about the, like managing up, like I think like mm-hmm. advocating for yourself. It's something that's mm-hmm. hard to do, but again, I think like one of the themes that I'm I'm hearing from from both of you around, um, like it's not just about the one conversation. And if it's mm-hmm. only about that one conversation, then like well, there's a whole wrong. host of other problems. Exactly. You yeah. know, that's what really like a lot of problems can lead from approaching year end reviews. Like, okay, well here's the feedback time. Like mm-hmm. if that's the only time you're getting feedback, like poof, you're in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, what was, so it was interesting. One of the things I was looking at as we were sort of, uh, you know, exploring this topic a little bit, you know, you go on the old internet and googly, 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 you know, I like that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I came across a, 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 an article from uh, Harvard business review and mm-hmm. it was sort of a timeline of, performance management, which I don't want to get too much into performance management. That's its own topic. We could we definitely spend a whole episode on that. But mm-hmm. like performance management, performance reviews, they're so closely tied. Um, mm-hmm. And it was it was very interesting looking at sort of like over time, how things have evolved. And one of the kind of angles that this this article took was looking at performance reviews as serving two functions, one being accountability, you know, this is kind of like that time where there's the stamp, the official thing that says like, yeah. you are performing in your role or you are not performing in your role. Mm-hmm. And like, we have that somewhere documented company wide that's official and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's that accountability piece, but then there's also um, a development piece, which is, you know, here's some feedback on how you can improve within your role. And it was interesting thinking about performance re- reviews and with those two sort of functions in mind, because I mm-hmm. think that I've, um, it just kind of got the old wheel spinning for like, I've been in situations where talking to people about performance reviews and what they're rating their people, they're, they're taking that accountability mindset where it's very much like, these are the expectations of the role. Did you do it? Yes. Therefore you get this impact rating. And then there's other people who like, why is this kind of uh, makes me think a little bit about what you were talking about. It seems to be a little more developmentally focused where it's like, here's my observations. Here's your peer observations. Here's some areas of opportunity for you. Right. Here's how you could grow and all that kind of stuff. But it, it was it's very interesting. But before you like kind of riff off that more, um, how's that wash over you? That whole concept of like you know accountability and development, and them both living in this one sort of uh, action of, with performance reviews. You know, do they do they clash? Can they fit together? I, I don't know. What do you what's your takes? I remember there was this huge debate at one point around whether development was an expectation on the job or not. Love it. Tell me more. So there was one side of the coin was saying how like, you know, as you're developing something, you're going to get it wrong a few times because you're learning, you're experimenting. And the only way to properly develop is to go down these rabbit holes that may or may not equal um, success. Right. 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 How could you potentially penalize someone that is just going through the regular, healthy developmental process just because your um, review date was just at the wrong time or an inconvenient time. Right. 100%. See what you mean there. But the other side of the coin was, well, in many companies, and especially today's age where it's like innovation, um, being ahead of the curve is the thing that allows a business to stay alive. Development is actually integral to Right your work. Like you are expected to be constantly innovating, to be constantly improving, to be trialing, erring as fast as possible so that you can hit the gold mine. 
right. um, which just makes it so hard to grade. I hate the word mm-hmm. grade, but I think that's, so that's an exactly it. Term exactly it. Personal so, like, growth. That's, yeah. Well, it's not personal growth; it's professional growth, right? Which sure, yeah, depends, right? It again depends on the thing that you're trying to develop. If you're trying to develop um, the soft skill of being um, better at managing your stakeholders, building relationships with your stakeholders, those are all personal development and professional development because they live in this like soft skill mm-hmm. world, right? It's but interesting. If you're learning you say- how to like l- learn a tool or learn how yeah. to code. That's a much more gradable right. thing. Right. It's interesting you're, that maybe, your code has these not. errors all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, coding is yeah. also like a huge thing in itself to learn. So That yeah. we know nothing I should, about. So. I should, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're say. so far of our own. We, we yeah. dabble like, in the code. fucking hard. Yeah, out, yeah, yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's interesting you brought up the word, like, the word grade and it, you know, it has that kind of icky feeling. Yeah. I, I'm with yeah. you on that. I feel like when you're talking about like, you know, development, especially like a lot of the work I've done is, is in the leadership space. And it's when you get into like, you know, leads and like, okay, is this leader doing what they need to do? And are they, you know, how do you grade a leader like that? It gets to be yeah. kind of nebulous and hard and, and it's not, yeah. not as black and white as you might think. But again, going back to this article and had this great uh, timeline, I'll throw it in the show notes, the, this mm-hmm. great timeline of um, talent management. And one of the, the, what they use as a starting point is in world war one, U S military, they, they start sort of a merit-based rating system in order to, you know, be able to flag and dismiss poor performers. Hmm. Well, then fast forward World War II, different context, different scenario. They're like, oh shit, we need officers and we don't have any officers. So now instead of just being having this merit-based grading system to be able to say like, okay, who's on the grade or whatever, hmm. it evolves a little bit. And what they're looking for is something that's more focused on development because they need to identify within all their ranks who's, who is, has the potential to be an officer. Right. And then so they, they, instead of using that grading system purely to say like, who's shit and we'll get rid of them, they're yeah. using that grading system to say like, hey, how can we like, who are the people we should maybe flag for uh, development opportunities and, and turn them into officers? Right. And, and yeah, like, like I said, it was very interesting thinking about, and you kind of alluded to this uh, as well to you with, you know, talking about um, the need today to uh, develop for where development is something that's um, desired, that's, that's needed. There's like the outside context has a big influence on how the sort of flavor that performance reviews take uh, over time. Mm. So it was interesting seeing, I won't get into the whole uh, HBR article timeline, but it was, there was definitely a correlation between, you know, times when the um, socioeconomic context called for, Mm. okay, lots of belts tightening and there's lots of just, hey, we need to do the job. Uh, Performance reviews shift to more accountability based, like just do your fucking job. Right. We don't care about right. development. And then other situations, it goes into this development phase where it's like, we actually need something new. Um, man, there's so many, I'm going to pick this article back up when we talk <laughs> about performance <laughs> management, but it's so interesting. So this is one of my favorite, I can't even hold on to this one until, until we talk about performance management. But like you talk <laughs> about like the challenges with grading at one point in time in the sixties, they had, uh, so everyone's grading their people, <laughs> stack ranking and all this kind of stuff. And, that's in the 1960, norm for... 1860, in... 1760, 1760. <laughs> it's just like, are you alive still? Because you haven't, you know, got some plague. You're in. Um, but like 1960s, it, it, most most corporations are using some sort of grading system like that. And there's hmm. a stat that they had that oh, it was amongst the federal employees. 98 percent of federal employees were rated satisfactory. Only two hmm. percent were rated as not satisfactory in like a negative way or like exceptional. And I was laughing because I was reading that. I'm sitting there going like, that doesn't pass the old sniff test as Waz would say. Mm. Right. (laughs) So it just speaks to how like. That's still a thing. Totally. Yeah. I think the, the, the the stat that you can break it down in different ways, but the whole point, like the, the whole discomfort with grading and and performance Mm. reviews and kind of all that kind of stuff is like, like, there's a whole other angle to go into where like, humans are not actually particularly good a lot of times at making yeah. these assessments and making these judgments. So <laughs> it, it could really compound the challenges that are associated with a review when you have, okay, well, here's your matrix, here's your whatever, and here's your right. rubric. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's one of the things that's so hard about performance reviews, right? Where it totally. is a large portion of it is subjective. 
you know, but like, even as the person giving it, it's like, you have mm-hmm. to acknowledge the fact that like, this is actually just your subjective opinion based on whatever criteria that you have at hand, but it's still going to be based on your perception and you have to kind of like own it and bias own the fact that like yeah, own the fact that you were going to have some sort of biases you're going to have some misjudgments in terms of like a recency effect let's say someone screwed up massively in the last right. two months but was doing pretty good the eight yeah. months prior and you, have, you kind of have to own it as a manager being like i'm doing the oh, best yeah. i can but it- the stakes are also so high like this is potentially someone's livelihood at stake 100%, their ability to right. stay employed their ability to to be promoted yeah um, if you're gonna get caught with your pants down don't do it the week of performance reviews mm. <laughs> it's a bad bad, bad idea don't, for. yeah don't, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll, so like, it'll erase the eight prior months of of good performance <laughs> real quick mm-hmm. oh yeah Okay, so here's a question. Here's a question. I lived in the the world of performance reviews could happen at any time and compensation could happen at any time. You guys, it sounds like, lived in the world where it was much more structurized. Structure. structure. Both worlds. Right. I'd say we, we lived um, in both. lived in a bunch yeah, of them. lived yeah. in both. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see any pros or cons with either world? Or do you structure have a preference breeds. between the world? Structure breeds consistency, right? And mm-hmm. that's needed when it gets like big, big, big. number, big corporation. Cause like you'll, yeah. you'll uh, get that lead who loves giving out raises or whatever, like two raises a year. <laughs> yeah, and then another guy's like, oh, I only get one performance review, right? And that just breeds all kinds of other problems. So like you, yeah. you kind of have to put some controls in place. But I think there needs to be, it's never a, a hard line. Like everything, in has should be case by case and mm-hmm. um like flexible enough to to yeah do right by the person you know what mm-hmm. i mean like I, 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 love would, that. I would put that i would put it that way um so the annual review whatever time of year that is whether it's one a year or two a year if you're doing it twice twice a year structured like that i would say it's too much because of all the reasons marsh laid out at the beginning it's just like it's a, it's a lot of work right um but if it's once a year, cool. There's always so many reasons of like, oh, they've only been on the job for three months or five months. They haven't been on the job long enough to warrant like a raise. Oh, yeah. So you have to wait a full you know, 18 year? Yeah. months until they are even like open to that. And I know like a lot of companies will will take that line. But I would, you know, my take is like that's not right by the by the per not doing right by the person. Um, Mm. and so that's where that flexibility would come in for me where, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, 12 months on the roll, whenever that is, it's an off cycle performance review. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get them if they've been, especially if they've been absolutely crushing it. Right. Like you want to do right by them. Um, let's recognize them for that. Give them, uh, the, the review and the compensation to go, to go along with it. So, Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of my take on the whole like it's, structured flexibility. There's benefits to both, but like I think you need, I think it should always be that like kind of like that middle ground. A little bit of both worlds. Yeah. Whenever possible, yeah. bleed both worlds. It, things are totally. not black and white. Like there's always. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Like, and so you need, yeah. like hard rules don't work for that reason, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they, they prevent you from doing the right thing. Oh, I got to follow the mm-hmm. rule book. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, like the world is just not black and white and like one yeah. size fits all. So you need to like be able, like you're a lead. Mm-hmm. That should mean you were hired for your judgment, right? Your ability to mm-hmm. assess a situation and make a good decision uh, based off of what you're seeing that is doing right by the person, doing right by the company. Okay, like we need to be able to tr- trust trust those decisions and, you know, question them, confirm where needed. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's where flexibility comes in. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, Marsh, hit, hit us up with another question. Are performance reviews primarily mm. about impact, or are they? And impact might be not a word that every company uses, but you know, yeah. they about performance and and sort of um, speaking to that, or is it about money? It's this is where you get away. Wait, 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 say it again. Is performance about impact or money? So I'll, I'll give a little context. So okay. it, I'll, I'll 
paint a totally fictional scenario that's definitely not based on my exact experience <laughs> at a company I worked a long time for. <laughs> One of the things that was often said when it came at time for like, you know, impact reviews and all that kind of stuff is it was very specifically sort of like, okay, you have your impact rating and that's mm -hmm. the, you know, that's the important thing. That's what it's like. The, that's what it's all about the development. And that's like, that's the real, like, that's the real valuable piece. And like compensation is also important, but separate. And they kind of, I think the separation there, part of the intent is, you know, you could have a, a great, um, you could have a, whatever the a great sort of evaluation rating. period is, yeah, you could yeah. have a great year, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what, maybe the, whatever the conditions are, like means that like the year compensation or whatever you're eligible for, you know, maybe it's those, that range, you know, that you were mm -hmm. doing your homework on T and your conversation, you know, there could be factors that make it so that compensations maybe not going to reflect that exactly, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a, a bit of a, a separation between the two. I could see a lot of value in that. Um, on the flip side, I think there is a lot of people who like, okay, like I don't really give a shit about my rating, like rate me all you want. How much will my paycheck change next mm -hmm. time I get a paycheck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> will it be larger? If yes, how many dollars? You know what I mean? I think that there's a, a very like practical, like, yeah, yeah. Screw all the fluffy bills. bullshit around it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I got bills to pay. I can't pay yeah. my bills with my positive review here, pal. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. So I'm, I'm curious to hear your takes on it because I think that there's, I, I can see pros and cons of a lot of different approaches. And, and it, again, I think one of the hardest parts about performance reviews and why they get to be so um, high emotion is because it's, there is that judgment piece, which we've already talked about, mm -hmm. but then there's also the piece where it's, it is dictating how much money you'll make, which yeah. Obviously, like anytime you're talking about money, money it's, yeah. it's a pretty touchy sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's the difference of being able to do things or not do things. And, um, yeah. yeah, it means a lot to people. My strong preference has always been, um, money is one thing. So compensation is one conversation and your performance should be a separate conversation. I think there are tons of ways to reward um, reward employees that aren't just money, like pay your people well, pay them in a way that they can focus on their job, uh, without worrying about bills, you know, pay them the, pay them the, the, not the minimum, but like pay what they need right. in their, in their bracket of, um, job and yeah. And reward in like a billion other ways. What are those other ways? That's why managing up is such a crucial skill. <laughs> <laughs> Reward and recognition is, it can be very, very like subjective. So for example, um, I have a particular stance on money and income and I don't want it to, I, to this day, still don't want it to rule my decision-making skills or my quality of life. So mm -hmm. I found things like um, vacation time. That was like super important to me. I would rather way more vacation time taken as like a big chunk. That was right. That meant more to me than like a two thousand dollar raise or a six thousand right. dollar raise. Um, flexibility in terms of work hours. Like I am not a morning person, and like right. anyone, anyone that worked with me knew that they had to be okay with the fact that I would show up at work between ten and eleven a.m. <laughs> that was it. And I have children, so I have to leave at three to like pick right. them up. And so that was like, that was more important to me than a potential. But I That's was also, great... I was always paid enough and I, and my living, my, my ability to manage my finances was good enough that I knew, right? Like I have enough to live comfortably. I'm going to focus right. on work. Not everyone's in work. that bucket though, right? Like exactly. Right. Yeah. Which is why I think fortunate. the company's job to make sure that they provide good livable income right and then you don't have this problem as much right with the, one of the things that stuck into me t is is you know you, you threw at the number like you know a two thousand dollar raise like two thousand bucks is not nothing but when you look at it on a paycheck it up over yeah after taxes <clears throat> over yeah. this kind of stuff like that it is one of those things where from the company's perspective the company's sitting there going like we gave this person two thousand dollar raise you know what i mean like mm -hmm. that's a not nothing amount of money you know what i mean yeah. but from a like how much does it actually impact your life how much does it actually like change things for you 
mm-hmm. you know, it shows up on your paycheck as an extra, I don't know if I'm not doing the math in my head right now, but you know, it's like 10 bucks, 20 bucks. You're like, Oh, look at that. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Problem so that's what solved. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a great point you make around like compensation, not only being a dollar amount and a compensation in the way you're looking at rewarding people as something that's a little bit more holistic. Like I totally relate to you about the flexibility and vacation time and all that kind of stuff to me. Yeah. If somebody says you've got to be, you know, at this place at this time, chained to this one particular desk, like it doesn't matter if I'm making $2,000 extra, that's going to hurt in terms of my, mm-hmm. what I'm used to in my, my lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. and so like, I could definitely see the different levers you can play with there, um, related to rewards. Yeah. I think there's almost like a fine line as like the company and the finances. It's like, how much do you want to create, um, a culture where you're, where you spoil your employees and it actually doesn't make that much of a difference. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. The whole, that, that bleeds into the whole, like, you know, do you just create a whole entitled situation? Yeah. Or it's like, you yeah. have these like beautiful offices and it's like fun to work from, but actually your employees would rather be in their pajamas at home. <laughs> yeah, and then you, yeah. you're, instead of like putting money towards the thing that actually matters to them, you've built this like uh-huh. beautifully yeah. renovated office and no one wants to be there. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, whoever has that thought must not have ever played ping pong with Foz and I. But <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, I think we're kind of missing something here, or on performance management, and we've kind of like danced around it. In my opinion, around um, what do we say, like impact, the word impact, accountability mm-hmm. versus development. Like T, you were talking too of. Uh, yeah, just like the gray space of subjectivity of like rating or grading somebody, like what's the expectation, right? Expectation setting um, for a role, right? And like, if you're going to hold someone accountable, it's like accountable to what? And Mm -hmm. every role is going to be different. You're a lead. It might be more subjective. Uh, It'll be your team's results. And again, like your team's results to what? Or the individual, Mm -hmm. um, what are they being held accountable to? Like what metrics are, are like, yeah, there, there Mm -hmm. has to be, um, some of that as well, I, I would argue, but like it, whether it's like fully metricized, like a sales, right. And like, that's how you're, you're kind of like your performance is deemed or something on the complete other end of the spectrum, uh, where it's super subjective, like you need a baseline of mm-hmm. this is my expectation. And then you are working off of that for the accountability as well as like development, right. Whether it's professional right. development, personal development, um, that to me ties into that like managing up thing. Cause if you're not getting that, if you don't feel like you have that baseline of mm-hmm. expectation and you know, what, it, what, it, what is expected of you day to day, week to week, you need to get that yes. clarity. Yeah. And, and then it, everything totally kind of great. like stem stems from that, I think, yeah. right. In terms of like, okay, I accountable to this and my impact has been X and then mm-hmm. you're developing further. Right. And then you create a new baseline of expectation. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think that's important too, as your, your level of mastery of the role kind of like goes up. Well, I'm no longer grading you on someone who would be new to role. I'm grading you on someone who's been in the role for three years and you've been crushing it. Like you're, you're highly regarded amongst your peers. Um, mm-hmm that's the new baseline and that's the new kind of like expectation and you know, it needs to be crystal clear. So to, to me, those things around accountability, like they only work with that expectation setting and what are you actually being held accountable to? So I don't mm-hmm. think we said that yet no, as, as pointedly as it, as it needed to be. Yeah. yeah. What's it? It's a great point. And was, I think you, you nudge us a little closer towards um, I think, tying everything in a little bit of a bow and looking at, you know, we've talked through some horror stories. We talked through some of the challenges that make, uh, perf- like not performance all reviews. horror stories, Marsh. Okay. Like only mine, apparently. Oh, yeah. Exactly. No, no. Well, yeah. Mine was We're going to have to have an episode about vulnerability where you guys can <laughs> learn about how important it is to open up in front of your peers. Um, I hate the V word. Oh, I, Keep going. It's my favorite yeah. word. It's my favorite. We're this still is perfect. About we already have ability, right? That we already word. have the yeah. <laughs> just to be oh sure. My I'm going to call Renee Brown for a rumble. Um, <laughs> she loves that word. Um, what I think we're kind of working towards, though, is mm-hmm. is like a little bit of like what 
what is a good performance review? Like, what's good look like? You know, mm -hmm. what I mean, like, what are the things you need to do? So, some of the things I heard, just to kind of reflect it back, is, you yeah. know, well, as you said right off the top, um, you know, there needs to be some consistency throughout the year. It's not a one-time thing. There needs mm -hmm. to be that sort of consistent feedback. Um, something we talk about a lot is is no surprise feedback. No surprise. Um, yep. And making it so that that's a something that's like baked into the culture, baked into like you're always getting that feedback from your lead, from your peers. Like you've just got a culture that um, makes it so there's no, nothing being held back. Like, oh, I'm going to jot this down on my notebook for your performance review in six months. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. a bad thing, you know? <laughs> so we got that piece around consistency. Um, I think one of the things you're kind of touching on with the last piece you said around accountability was something that comes to mind for me is transparency. So like, you know what I mean? If, if transparency around what the expectations are, transparency mm -hmm. around what's informing your opinion mm. and see if I could tie that to what is one of the things you were talking about around like the, um, um, the subjectivity of some of that, like I, I kind of, I like, and I can appreciate that no matter what for like frameworks and rubrics you might have in place, I, I, I there's always going to be a, a subjectivity mm -hmm. baked into it. It's always going to be the leads call. And mm -hmm. I think if the more you try and eliminate that, it, gets problematic but i think that's that when it becomes more important to like have that constant kind of open totally. dialogue right mm -hmm. like yeah. when it's fully mm -hmm. metricized or heavily metricized like the person can kind of self-manage and they can see where they're at and like oh i'm totally low. And i'm like i'm not meeting expectations when those don't exist like it can't be um yeah, there's just so many more questions and unknowns to navigate. Mm -hmm. And so like just having that that ongoing like check in, right? And it doesn't have to be every week and every time you have a meeting, right? But like as when I was a lead, like people would always say, like, oh, I'm wondering how I'm doing. And I'm it's like no news is good news kind of thing, right? <laughs> like you're doing you're doing really you're doing right. great. You're hitting all my expectations. But as soon as that would sort of like go off the rails or slide a little mm -hmm. bit, like that's when you're always like having that kind of like reminder, not even reminder. Yeah. That's when you're having that conversation to just sort of like, let them know what you're seeing and where that subjective yeah. kind of like my, my opinion, opinion has swayed based off of mm -hmm. X, Y, Z over the last several mm -hmm. days or that moment, or, you know, it's been a trend. And so like, let's, let's level set and kind of like yeah. address this. Right. Yeah. So anyway, at least but once a quarter is always my right. recommendation. At least once a quarter, you should have a proper sit down that you you evaluate your lead and your lead evaluates you. It's nothing official, but it's right. it's like a more formalized check-in so that you always have your baseline of where you stand. Yeah, you're you're not you're not wondering in the back of your head like Yeah. Okay, my lead hasn't said anything, but like maybe they're keeping something to themselves. I don't really know. Like if mm -hmm. you've got that back and forth, you're there's no surprises again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Put it on the books, make it like a different yeah. uh, title, like a check-in, quarterly check-in, not a regular one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. So everyone, you both know that it's uh, it's time dedicated for that. It's not time to reflect mm -hmm. and work through the day-to-day -day grind. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so again, we got the consistency, we've got transparency, we've got um, um, those sorts of elements. What else goes into making performance reviews go smoothly? What I miss and sort of trying to capture some of our convo. I mean, okay, so this is related, but maybe it's a bit more of a side topic. But like, you know, we were talking earlier about semantics. And I think there's a lot of pressure to show up to these performance reviews with like a really good script. And I think oh, yeah. that can just uh, put way too that. much pressure unnecessarily, where the <laughs> emphasis should be on being candid and yeah. forgiving when the Dude. wrong word is potentially used. <laughs> so, this is, oh my God. Forgiveness should just be baked in. <laughs> baked in. Forgiveness. And openness oh, to saying the wrong fucking thing in a high stakes conversation. Whoops. Oh, yeah. Foot in mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, way to, way to go, team. For we're trying to wrap this up, and you yeah, you oh, open yeah, Pandora's sorry. box. Yeah, we'll just edit this part versus out. versus non-scripted. No, it's a great no, point, no. though. It is. Edit it. She's talking no. about being uh, genuine. That's the word that exactly. I hear. Exactly. Right. Ah. And something I always did was like, how do I? How would I want to be treated if I was in that situation? And that's 100%. how I would treat my people. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
right? Yeah. And so that makes for you your question, Marsh, of like what makes for a good performance review? Treat your people the way you would like to be treated in that situation. Yep. That's a that's a mindset yeah. that if you can get into, like it, it'll start to unlock and so it's like, yeah, I don't want someone who's gonna Perfect. come in and read that scripted like response or oh. that, like I wanna have <laughs> a dialogue and have that mm -hmm. conversation and truly understand I, I want one where you. what they're seeing. Yeah. Hit mm -hmm. me. So my one up would be where you want to aim as a leader is that you treat your people the way they want to be treated. You take your oh, yes. shit, your biases, your preferences, and you put it on the table because some people want to be read to, right? They, they like the fact that it has it's been hard, documented. Yeah. They want to see that you have put the effort into writing it, that you can reference it back in case you do your foot in the mouth thing. Yeah. That's the masterclass version, I think. That's maybe the I, maybe I wasn't version. there I'm... yet, but a, a good baseline <laughs> version is like a good baseline. Yeah, I don't want to be treated like a dick, or you know, so yeah. like I'm gonna I'm not gonna treat my people like that either, right? And then yeah, level up to like okay, truly understanding their needs. How do they like everything you've said, T? Yeah, so mm. well that said. is such such a hard thing to do to be able to treat them like so they want to be treated. Hard. Yeah, that's the hardest part, and it changes oh. all the time. It's that is the yeah perplexing sort of scenario sometimes but um i love what you brought up around authenticity though i think that that's a that is uh, so key and that's a big one for me because it's tough to i see performance reviews as a big um fork in the road when it comes to trust like you could come away from from a performance review and feel like your you know love trust levels with the people around you went up because you're like okay yeah that was a good fair authentic uh reflection of where my performance is at there's no surprises here i'm good this is great I feel happy with where I'm at. Um, or you can come away from those performance reviews feeling like, man, my boss is a dick and he just read off a script. I don't believe anything because it's, I've never heard him talk like that ever before. Right. Who is this person? You know what I mean? And I, I think that that's, yeah, the authenticity piece uh, comes into play. About, there, but it's my first one-on-one -on -one in eight weeks. Like yeah. <laughs> this guy. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever oh. had a situation where, <clears throat> I mean, this is a personal story where, so I had my review and it, they gave me like a massive raise. And I just remember thinking, it's about trust, but I remember thinking like, I did not do anything oh, yeah. to yeah. deserve that raise. And I was like, well, like, it's not that I, it changed my opinion of that lead. I was just like, I, that's crazy. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Mm. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to take it. But I'm like, I'm jack all, you know, I, I coasted, had that in I just rode my, you know, I just. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've had that in other conversations. I wish I, I had that in a comp conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? I said, I've, I've had that in other conversations with where I walk away going like, man, this person is singing my praises and I feel like they have, I don't think they've ever seen me work, but it's never happened where it's corresponded to like, this person just gave me a boatload of money and yeah. they have no business doing that. Yeah. Like, cool. Bank error in your Things favor. are different in this department. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. That's really what it was. Yeah. Oh, this man. This department is funny. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. Anyhow, let's wrap it up. we got tons okay. more to dive into, I think, when it related to performance management. Um, yeah. So much for links to this. I think we can, like, pick up some threads there. Mm. Um, you, you know, how do you reward high performers? How do you, you know, what do you do with low performers? You know, all sorts of wild oh. stuff that is very related to performance reviews and assessing people and getting your judgment hat on, which Waz loves. Um, mm. <laughs> but I think when it comes to performance reviews, we've, uh, we've certainly unpacked a lot and um, we can leave it there. Sounds so good. Until next time. Till next time, folks. Bye, Take ladies. Take care, all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>